the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, and they don't stop coming 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 and they don't stop coming. They don't stop coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming. Hi, this is ADHD Pizza. I'm I'm Caleb. I'm Sam. And I'm Riley. Well, one of us is lying. It's Caleb. It's it's Sam. Wait a minute. Yes. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to ADHD Pizza After Dark. Uh, this wow, week... Wow, wow, wow. I've been feeling fine. This is the karaoke episode, apparently. Oh. Uh, what is the best Set the Mood song? The best Set the Mood song? I think it's Dancing in the Moonlight. Mm. That... Or the Peppa Pig theme song. <laughs> <laughs> do they have a theme song? I don't even know if they do. I'm Peppa Pig. <laughs> oh. This is, mom- this is Mommy Pig. Who oh, lives in a sex dungeon under the sea? Mama Pig? <laughs> Squidward. Squidward. <laughs> Squidward doesn't wear pants. Squidward. That's Ooh, why it's the that sex dungeon. <laughs> That's why he has all that metal around the, his windows. The, the reason and, I will never take door. the reason I will never take Fifty Shades of Grey seriously ever. Like I understand that some people use it as like mom porn or whatever. The reason I'll never take it seriously is the fact of uh, sex genes. I I've never actually looked. They into they go into very oh. specific detail in the book about how this man fetishizes denim. That's weird. And he has like a very specific pair of jeans, and he will not fuck if he does not have the jeans on. Doesn't he have to take them off for that, though? No. Wait, they stay on the whole time? He just uses the zipper? As far as I understand it. I've never read is, it myself, is either. Is it essentially like assless chaps? I don't. I Except think they're just a ripped like pair of jeans. Frontless chaps. But all chaps I don't mean, have a groin. I though. mean, here's... You That's can, true. You can, get the, you can get it through the... But then there's zippers. And those are not comfortable. For either party, I would imagine. No. No, I can't but imagine it would be. The only thing I know Unless about Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, it is about BDSM. The only thing I know about Fifty Shades of Grey is the portions that I've heard Gilbert Godfrey read. That's what I was gonna say. That's like I know a little bit from like jokes that have been made on different stuff that I've listened to, but I've never read it or seen it personally. So I'm okay with that myself. Yeah, I would rather just listen to Gilbert Godfrey do a full audio book of it for me. I- and then she took. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do a Gilbert gun. It's so hard. His voice is so He unique. took his thumb and put it against <laughs> my <laughs> nipple. <laughs> okay. That's the, that's I the best I, I got for now. I might have to practice a little bit. I can't take any... Any Gilbert Godfrey seriously because every time I hear his voice, Digit, I think of Digit from Cyberchase. He's also the bird in Aladdin. Oh yes, I know. He just plays the God. He's Digit from Cyberchase. Yeah. It's been way too long since I've seen Cyberchase. It's one of those shows that I remember distinctly watching a whole lot of, but don't remember anything about. Nothing. What Cyberchase? Yeah. Dude, that was the shit back in the day. I watched a ton of it Dragon Tales like and don't remember anything about Dragon Tales. Mm. You, you know, I don't remember anything about Dragon Tales either. I feel like the, the spaceship from uh, from Cyber Chase was mainly it looked like a giant computer mouse. 
It did. It did. That was the that was the play there. It was all also, supposed to be computer based. Like I always side of computer okay. Network. So we need to talk about PBS shows for a little bit, which is not the topic of this podcast. Not the but topic. We will gladly but, talk about. But it. I need to talk we about talk this. Talk about CBS shows. Uh, for uh, all it's not CBS shows. Those are different. PBS. PBS. All right. Here's the thing I need to talk about. Um, so for my era of PBS, people talk about Dragon Tales. They talk mm-hmm. about Cyber Chase. Mm-hmm. Um, and shows like that. The in thing in between the lions. In between the lions is another Arthur. really great one. Arthur, I hate it. I love Arthur. Arthur can suck my cock. <laughs> Arthur is a minor. For legal reasons, <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> I'll be damned if I get lectured by him. Anyway, um, so the show that everybody throws into this era that I absolutely did not watch, nor do I understand why people throw it into the same era, is Rough Ruffman. You mean fetch with Rough Ruffman? Correct. That was, that was, it was slightly later. It was in But my... they played at the same... Like, those shows were still continuing at the time that Ruffman mm. was starting. Mm. Okay. Uh, and it was an okay show, but it was very different. Like, it yeah. was not really a children's show. In Between the Lines was straight up great. It was fantastic. Beautiful. Cliffhanger. <laughs> Hanging from a cliff. Oh, yeah, Clifford. Clifford the Big Red Dog. Clifford was fantastic, another one. Fantastic. Great show. Mm-hmm. 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 I watched a lot of PBS as a kid. Mm-hmm. I think Nick mm-hmm. was my second go-to, but I always wanted to watch Cartoon Network. This boy over here had cable. What That's what I'm For saying. a little bit. Did, you, did I, ever ta- did oh, I talk yeah, about we, this on we, the podcast? I think you talked about it on the podcast. I feel like we've had this conversation we've definitely a couple talked of times. We've definitely talked about what I, I did. once was on the podcast. Okay, okay. So I won't tell the whole story. I ordered cable channels on my parents. Yeah, you told us about yeah, this Yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. So I could watch Cartoon Network. Well, you do that. And you know what I watched? You know what the the shitty thing about all of it is? that I, The show that I decided to watch? Johnny Test. Why you do that? I don't know. It was bad. It wasn't as good. Like, I wanted to watch it for, like, Dexter's Laboratory. And then it was already on Boomerang, which I already had. I don't know. I was just a rebel for no reason. A rebel without a cause. He's lying. He just wanted to see boobies. Where? Those channels I mean, that it you depends order. on what you ordered, but... I didn't know that at the time. I was too young for that. I definitely was like, I was at the stage of looking up boobs on Google, but I wasn't like, I didn't know that you could order like porn channels on Dish Network. It's kind of an odd concept if you think about it. It really is. Like, ah, yes, I have my 70 inch TV and I'm going to order for $3 for this one movie. I'm going to order porn. Anyway, I, I have a feeling it was more than three dollars. Like, I feel like the type of people who would order that are also the type of people willing to pay more than three dollars for that. That's three dollars. True. Is like a, it's like a I have a days. great story about this. So we had a babysitter when I was a kid. No. Oh. <laughs> um. And um, I remember distinctly that we had this babysitter, and then that we got new babysitters. You know, you're a kid, so you don't really get in let in on the whole the whole story. Um, she was oh, po- no. politely dismissed for ordering said channels on our she? Dish Network. On she, yours? She. <laughs> what the heck? Correct. Yeah. So uh, that's a big oof. That is a big, big that's oof. A massive oof. It showed up on the on the bill, and Dad was like, "We're just not gonna say anything." But well, you, it was you probably what it, it was probably one of you guys who ordered it either on purpose or on accident, and Absolute, she got fired for absolutely it. Absolutely not. We were way too young for that. We're talking seven, eight on accident. Uh, okay, maybe and then she got fired for it. <laughs> I don't think so, That'd sir. Be funny. I don't think so, sir. 
Um, okay, so the topic for this week, we're just talking kind of just casually. Um, oh, yeah, we were going to talk about D&D stuff. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. Like specifically about getting into D&D because we're all yeah. relatively new to it. And we've made tons of references to it on the podcast. It's time, my son. <laughs> it is time. It's time to begin isn't it i get a little bit bigger than this i admit i'm just the same as i was don't you understand but i'm never changing who i am i'm uncomfortable now with that voice or with my thumb (laughs) on your breast i can see this voice for the whole podcast I cannot do Gilbert Godfrey for the whole podcast. <laughs> I can barely really do it for two do, seconds. The only bad thing is it'll make my eyes water. What? It'll make my eyes water. His eyes are already watering, I folks. I know it hurts too bad. Why? Why does it hurt? <laughs> I don't know. I never why really. Why don't you blink? <laughs> was that? It was Kermit. Why don't you blink, there, sir? I'm going to commit suicide. <laughs> for legal reasons, that was a joke. This podcast is brought to you in front of a live studio audience. This podcast <laughs> is brought to you by Mossberg 870. I mean, for legal reasons, that was a joke. <laughs> but for practical, for, pract- for practical reasons, I would like a Mossberg 870. They're a pretty great shotgun, to be honest. They are. Incredibly moddable as well. Indeed. Anyway. I look, I look, you ever seen the uh, the the internet meme? or the? Uh, Whoa. Memes are on the internet? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I've only ever had them printed the, out the, and handed the, to me. The, you the, ever the, seen the meme you find in the Dewey Decimal System the clip at the county of the guys playing... Uh, oh, 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 it cut out for a second. Sorry. No, we um, just peaked. Oh. Uh, uh. What Anyways. is this podcast anymore? You said we peaked. Anyway, continue, <laughs> Riley. <laughs> Uh, anyways, it's a group of people that play uh, Rainbow Six, and he's like, "Oh, oh you want to go?" Yeah, and he's like, mm-hmm. "There's a difference between racking a, a Nerf handgun and no, racking- no, that's Russian Badger." No, oh, I know and, the exact and, and clip. Racking an actual twelve gauge. I remember the exact clip. It's and got that was an actual twelve gauge. It's got um. I kind of want to go grouse. It's it's Badger, Grouse, and uh, Heavenly, I think, and they're talking about. And I think Heavenly goes, you want to go? You want to go? And Rax is like Nerf Scar Age or whatever. And then <laughs> Goose is like, oh yeah, let's fucking go, brother. <laughs> and loves an actual shotgun. <laughs> Russian Badger is one of the best channels on YouTube. Yep, so good. The, uh, Russian Badger, if you, hear the spo- if you hear us, sponsor us on your content, please. 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 That was also the second podcast we ever made. Oh yeah, we did talk about the Russian Badger, didn't we? I forgot about. I, I I mean, like it's reached my threshold of things I will eventually forget about for the rest. See, of See, we've given you a shout out, Badger. You need to give us a shout out too. Mm, I agree. Only seems fair. You don't watch Badger. I've watched many a clip of Badger, but I have not actually gone on his channel or anything because I don't go on anyone's channel. Sadly, That's I just true. go on. You stopped iFunny. watching YouTube. I just go on iFunny. The good clips all end up on iFunny. Russian spyware. It's, it is Russian spyware, so the band anyway, should be a fan. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, Dragons and Dungeons. So, um, I feel like I have the most to say Wait, for my how backstory. Did, how did this hooligan get out? He's he's a hooligan. I don't trust him over by those cables. Eat him. Oh oh, he's jumping up on the table. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Waylon, you're too you're too young to vape, bro. We got a little, <laughs> got a little puppy jumping up on the wait. table trying to grab Sam's vape. 
He's trying to make me. He's trying to make me vape. What? I said going up, coming up to grab Sam's vape. Not to try to make you vape. He was gonna vape with your vape. He's trying to hit that. He just wants to be cool. In, in 2016. 2015. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the same level of. So our friend Josh once, as I hit the vape. And he goes, oh, man, is this 2015 again or something like that? And that's on the same level of insults as when my brother came up to me, looked me directly in the eye, patted my stomach and asked me when the baby was due. Mm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Like just insults that go some for some reason, for no reason, just go down into my soul and I never forget them. If you want to know how skinny the boys in my family are, I get made fun of for being the fat one. I'm <laughs> <laughs> being serious. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb is like eight inches taller than me and weighs twenty pounds less. I am I am a hundred sixty pounds and six foot three. I, oh, you're I only got, ten pounds. I got made, I'm only ten pounds. I got heavier. made fun of for being the fat one when I was a hundred forty pounds and six foot three. <laughs> I've always been the fat one. Riley, you're the skinny one in your family. Nah, talking about siblings. Siblings. Oh, okay, fair enough. Siblings, I'm the fat one. Fair enough. One of two. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's just your sister trashing on you. Riley, open your eyes. I, was, I'm just, I still got most people in my family by substantial amount. Really? Well, yeah. Now, yeah. But it's all either muscle or love. One of the two. Or it's love muscle. <laughs> what? You want to see my love muscle? <laughs> That got way out of hand really quickly. Um, I apologize. I've been listening to a D&D podcast. Oh, yeah. You've been Dun listening to Dungeons, Dungeons and Daddies. Yeah. 10 out of 10 recommend. It's a really great podcast. I would love for our group to do something very similar. We kind of do. Well, we don't record. Did you, get, like, to the, if, did you get to the BDSM bonus episode? Oh, I'm past that. <laughs> I'm way past that. I'm back. I did full circle back to when he, when the guy who just left comes back. trying to think the guy that just left are you farther than sam probably no i'm on episode 30 like six. Oh, maybe i am <laughs> i doubt it i highly doubt it riley didn't you only start listening to it like two weeks ago I'm episode 19 okay okay that's when they go and get grant from the uh four four nights <laughs> oh yeah oh yes and they land at the pub in section g yeah 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 there's uh, a whole bunch of yeah that's, that's great I love that podcast. It is a very, very good podcast. I listened to it the entire way to Sandusky and all the way back. Uh-huh. Nice. And all day at work. Um, when I first started working at CNP, that's all I would listen to. All day. Like eight hours of it a day. Oh, it's so good. Until Scott yelled at me. Yeah. What, for making references or getting caught listening to music? Oh, it, for for not being able to hear. Oh. <laughs> this is true. That's why I keep one earphone out, one earphone in. I did that. Oh, I still couldn't hear. You couldn't hear because you was it like a? It's a little wombo combo of being a hard place to hear in general, and having one earbud in, and having a hard time hearing sometimes in yes. general. Yes, this is a big old wombo combo. Oh, that wombo combo. That were like uh, turn down the music so I can see you better. Turn, uh, turn down. I am kind of that person. Well, I'm saying you're focused on the on the background instead of the foreground. Yeah, yeah, that's typically it. 
All right, so Dungeons and Dragons, we're getting there. We're gonna yeah, get there, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. So we recently started playing Dungeons and Dragons. What? Maybe like, like, like three, three months, months ago, ago three months two months ago, ago like somewhere that, in that range. Like that. I'm gonna say three. Uh, so it's Sam's first time being a DM, as far as I'm aware, which is uh, correct. Dungeon master. Uh, also, game master. If you play other or game RPG masters. games, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think everyone playing, it's their first. Maybe Dan's played Dungeons and Dragons. Dan has once before. or twice casually, but not like super seriously. Yes. Um, yep. So oh, everyone yeah. has questions. DM has to look up stuff sometimes, but he does a good job of answering our questions. I've played one um, other campaign. I played one you other played, game, not a whole campaign. You played a full campaign? Mm, I played like six sessions. Okay. Six or seven sessions. That's like a mini campaign. Yeah, well, this is during camp when you only have six weeks of campaign. Okay, okay, fair so, enough. Sam, if you want to do a brief uh, overview of what D&D is in general. Everybody asks me, and I don't know how to describe it. So... <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons is a role-playing game um, that has a system of rules that are made to help you tell a story interactively. The best way to put it is kind of think of it as a video game that you are telling with your friends. You're kind of writing it. And yeah, every, you're writing it as you go. is writing this video game slash TV show. Or book. A I book. think a book. book. Actually, yeah, yeah. I think book is the best yeah. analogy. Think of it as a build-your-own-adventure book that you are actively doing with multiple people. Yeah. It's almost like a Mad Lib adventure book <laughs> at some point. Yeah, yeah, I would put it that way. It also, I mean, like, you can incorporate um, bits of, like, Acting. That'd be a good way to write a story. Just use D and D and dice to tell. I mean, the campaign that we're doing right now is exactly that. Like they told yeah. a story through that. Yeah. Um, like you can incorporate parts of acting in with like the role playing and um, not in a sexual way. I mean, unless you want it to be. I guess. sometimes it is. It depends on. But you write the story. It's whatever you want. Yeah, and it's it's the dungeon master's job to kind of have the story beats in mind and gear people towards those story beats while also giving them as much um, leeway as possible. Uh, much of their own decision. Creative licensing. Y- yeah. Yes. Yes, he gives them creative licensing. Um, so, yeah, this is my first campaign I've ever done. And, uh, you know, I'm coming into this doing my own campaign. I feel like there's a lot of people who are inspired to play D&D off of play podcasts. Yeah. Um, but this is my first campaign ever, and I really didn't play too much before that. Like, I've played maybe six sessions, so... And can't, can't you definitely, like, uh, this is the campaign that comes with the starter kit, right? Oh, we're we're way past that now. But I'm saying if they want to have somewhere to start. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it. I mean, like, we started our campaign off of the same story that was in the starter kit, too. Sure, yeah. Um, no. You know, the first one, the first couple sessions that we did, I completely wrote myself. Oh, the Griffin and all. Yeah, that? the Griffin was all mine, but I I, I that wrote was it. The starter kit. No, no, that was me. I wrote that based on a the first mission in The Witcher Three. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was all mine. Uh. So I mean, eventually, if we get through this campaign that we're doing right now, I want to write my own. I feel like that'd be really fun. Cut it. I guess. I feel like this is the is like a perfect point to make it your own from right now. I agree with you, but I kind of am going to depend on whether I make it my own from here based on your decisions, if that makes sense. I should have blown up that damn moon. <laughs> still they're at a mo- they're no, at- I don't have it anymore. I mean, I, we could, st- we could Wait, still find some on, way Caleb, to destroy it. They're, they're at a moon base right now, and Caleb keeps threatening to blow up the moon, which throws off the entire story. 
basically you'd have to rewrite the story from scratch. I, I, had, I would. I had the capability to blow up the moon for like two sessions. Or I, I could throw because everything out of, the, out of the window that they've ever the, done. The, the, the thing I failed, the the thing I failed to realize is if you guys are not familiar with D&D at all, there there's a huge community now and it's really only started since 5th edition came out in 2014 called Play Podcast um, where they during the podcast they are telling the story of the Dungeons and Dragons game that's the podcast me and Riley were ref- referencing earlier is da- Dungeons and Daddies um god such a good podcast. it is a really great podcast and then Kayla, I listen to the Adventure listen. Zone there's also Critical Role and Dimension 20 and a bunch of other ones um but these play podcasts tell a story during the course of the podcast like the whole podcast is to tell the story and um one thing I did not account when I decided to actually start running a game based on a story put into a podcast is how much when it's just you and a bunch of friends, if they have any level of intelligence, how much thinking outside the box people will do. And I failed to realize that in the podcasts, um, a lot of times they are really just letting the person tell that story and going along with it. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I had to have a I had to have a talk with everybody after we had finished the first mission like we can go do whatever from here. I am going to be pushing you guys towards the podcast because that's what I know. But like I I kind of had to like level and be like I did not account for what you guys could potentially do with all of this. So, yeah, it's it's one of those it's a game where you can do almost anything you want. It is very complicated. I will say it is it is incredibly complicated yep. rules focused. Riley, you have to make an attack roll before you do damage. I'm going to get my dice. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, do I, though? Do I? Yeah, every time, Riley. Wrong. I swear to God, every single time. So there are very specific ways that... Not, da- that not for breath weapon, I don't. That's okay, fair enough. Not for magic missile either. Um, so when you're talking about Dungeons and Dragons... He took out his magic missile! And- <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> His mic was peaking so bad. Um, you know what else was peaking? <laughs> you in the 80s. Oof. Oof. <laughs> um, so for Dungeons and Dragons, combat is done a very specific way, and you have to make a certain roll to see if you hit somebody, and you have to make a certain roll to see how much damage you did if you hit them. And I swear to God, and every single session... Yeah, who goes in what order and all that stuff. I swear to God, every single session, somebody forgets the list of rules. Somebody forgets either initiative, attack rolls, or damage rolls. Yes. Every time. <laughs> anyway. We've been through how many sessions now? It's been a lot. We've done probably, probably. 15. No. Yeah. About no. 12 to 15. At least 12. Maybe 12. 12 would be three months. Yeah, I suppose. No, that's we fair. skipped one or two, so twelve would be. Yeah, like, we got a couple months where it's five weekends. It'd be three and a half months. It's December. A month is only four weekends. So summer five. Out yeah, of the, and then the next one. Out of, out of you two, what do you, you right, guys? Right, summer five. What do you guys like the most about D and D? What do you guys like about <laughs> it so far? It's not as predictable. Uh, and the rules are more cre- like the, there's a general set of rules, but you get to kind of make the game itself. Yeah. And like, even as a player. Yeah, as a player, 
as a player, you get a kind of you might the game you may be like, guiding us, but we're making the story. Like mm-hmm. the uh, the the person leading the story could try to get you into a battle. That could be his whole thought process for it, and you could seduce the attackers and uh, uh, lay with them and uh, biblically and have them pay <laughs> you for it. And the, then the DM just has to like. If you get the proper rolls on your dice and are persuasive in your description of how you're doing this, the DM has to go along with it and kind of tweak the story a little Especially bit. Especially when you get um, twenties. Yeah, yeah. Nat, so there's nat, a there's nat a twenty means naturally rolled twenty on. A you're rolling that you one, and he punches you in the face. <laughs> you can try to do pretty much anything you want, um, as long as you have. There's a dice system, so so the the person leading the game presents you with a situation. And what you do that, that, that with that situation is entirely up to you. Whether you succeed in that or not is up to mostly the dice. Um, but you can strategically choose what you try to do. And you have like different strengths and weaknesses. So I'm a bard and bards have really high charisma. And I've had specifically... I've specifically <laughs> upgraded my charisma and my persuasion when I can. So I have a really good chance He's of being able... He's a level able, four and he has a plus 11. Dumb. For those of you guys who know D and D, that's pretty dang great. But uh, M- most other things, you awful, get like a but, plus uh, three or a plus four. It's awful for me, is what it is. So basically, it's, it's very me. easy for me for, for him to present me with an enemy and me to just be like, "Becky, you won't smash." <laughs> <laughs> usually, it works. I would say there's certain enemies that like straight up will not listen to you. Sometimes you can't, and that's. Sl- Partially That's based on the dice and partially based on creative light. Uh, the, the, the DM has some ability to direct a story. Like, like there's a giant flaming, like in, in the campaign, we had a giant flaming raging dwarf like that was actively on fire. There was really no way that you were going to seduce him to stop being I mean, maybe fire. if I rolled like four nat 20s in a row. Right, right, <laughs> I exactly. Tackled, I tackled him mid-flight. You also took 12 points of fire damage. Because yep. he was really yep. trying to get us to stop stopping. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. And the great thing is, like, y- y'all have already gone against the podcast um, that I based the story off of. So, you know, I have to kind of, like, account for those things. Like, you guys stopping him in the in the mine itself, like, sets a new parameters. Like, the fact that that town still exists, I have absolutely no idea how it's supposed to work. Um. But yeah, it it's um it's a collaborative effort and it's not really like anything else. Like you can play an RPG game and you can play games with your friends online, but it's not even anywhere close to the same experience. Yeah, cuz games online don't have the game engine itself is not going to recreate an entirely different game based on the choices you make. You'll have a very few choices you make that have very few predetermined outcomes. Whereas in this, you can uh, you can make pretty much any choice you want, and the game engine, aka the dungeon master person leading the session, can then modify it however he wants or she wants in order to make that an entirely new thing. It's it's kind of the difference of like playing something that's built around certain programs versus something built around rules, and you get to build the programming. Yes. Yeah. So it's also a lot of fun playing with a bunch of people with ADHD because the uh, the uh, path of the of the uh, story changes quite a bit. Yes, yes, it does. And you guys think outside the lines in a lot of ways that I just I just don't expect a lot of times. 
You immediately sleeping with that dragonborn person. I, I immediately hoard myself out in order to get gold on the very first session we made because I knew I could do it. You weren't supposed to have any money. I know I wasn't. For that But mission. I wanted it. So, Riley, uh, what uh, what really draws you to d and I don't know. Just being able to bounce off cool ideas and, uh, I don't know, create your own story with your friends and joke around and really make it come to life. And there's just a certain camaraderie with playing with a certain set of friends repeatedly, like on a weekly basis, like we do. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. It also adds like, it's, it's definitely a different dynamic than the regular group as well. It's not like a regular board game that ends and you know what's going to happen every single time. Exactly. Like this campaign could easily take us a couple of years to get through. If you wanted it to. If you guys want it to. Like I'm letting you build up as much of the story as you as you want. Like it, it's completely. Blow up the moon. <sighs> he really wants to blow up the moon. I feel like we need to. We need it's to a little late it. now. We should, we should pirate an airship. An what? airship? Yeah. Yeah. You do have a foldable boat. That's another thing about D and D is we should, like we should make an airship. You can't just play it. Foldable airship. You can't just play it with anybody. You kind of have to have. We combine s- the boots of flying. <laughs> I oh could use God. my picking up my strength of picking things up with with my with my winged boots. Oh my God! You guys are getting real meta with this. I love it. I, I we got tons of rope. An artificer mm-hmm. could do that for you. Um, what, what is an artificer? It's somebody who uh, is specifically into alchemy type magic. They so can, like a mixture of science and correct, magic. like the formulas of the magic. law of equivalent exchange. If you take something, something must be given. I'm thinking like we just have some ropes go up and like have a blimp. There you go. Um, that's another thing about D and D. You know, even in this conversation that we're having right now. Um, that's really interesting to me, and the thing I really love is that it kind of requires a specific type of mind to be able to think outside the box and and operate within wild scenarios that really would never happen in real life. There's a lot of, like... I feel like D&D is meant to... Like, it can be... Sam, are you uh, trying to tell me that I'm not going to come Fantasy Milsim? A, a six-foot-tall dragon person that shoots lightning out their mouth? No, Riley. And you also don't just have a growth potion. I don't want to talk about it, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there are, like, wild scenarios that will end up happening. Like, the memes about D&D are really true, where it's like, I went to go fight a dragon today and accidentally ended up seducing it and gave birth to its children and... (laughs) And then we went to the bar and there was a secret room under the bar. Like these wild scenarios that just are so out there. And yeah, being able to operate in those scenarios and come up with creative ways to um, accomplish those situations are really, really fun. Nice. Yeah. And part of that's just practice. You don't necessarily have to be good at that to begin with. Like, sure. Yeah, yeah. A couple Absolutely. examples of it first and playing with people who are good at that will get you having some ideas towards it. Then once you do it a couple times, you'll get pretty good. Sure. At it. I feel like, you know, if you like, I'm the wrong personality type for D and D you think so? What? I'm, I'm the I wrong disagree personality with type for D and D. Yeah. No, what, I, what do you mean? Like, cause you play it pretty well compared to most. I don't know. Like I, I, 
I'm not that artistic. Um, but and I re- I have to think. But that's the point. My of my my imagination and 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 humor and such in the game comes from thought, not from instinct. Like it's mm. forced, not in an unpleasant way. But I think that makes you a better player than a DM. There are some, like, straight up, like, being quote-unquote good at D&D doesn't really exist, but there are people who are better players and better DMs. I actually think I'm a better player, personally, but I also make a pretty fair DM as far as things go because I'm able to come up with stuff I feel like I'm the the other way around. I think you would make a better DM than me. Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> Just coming up with scenarios and throwing people into those oh, scenarios. Did you ask for my thumb? You said good time. <laughs> Caleb, oh not appreciating how close your thumb got to my nipple. <laughs> oh. You're not appreciating it? Not Apparently. as much as you'd like. Apparently not. That's upsetting. But, like, it is the difference of having a scenario presented to you and you operate within that scenario versus coming up with a scenario f- to present to people That's and then true. work within your space. I would have to put work into coming up with a scenario and I'm not good at putting work into things that are imaginative. That's fair. I don't think D&D requires creativity initially. I think like after a certain point, you know, like we just did for our campaign, I thought it was really important that we come up with backstories. And I thought that was a really fun process, like coming up with backstories because at the end of the day, it helps you choose decisions that are based more on your character than they are based on you. Um, but, you know, giving you guys questions specifically about what your backstory was deliberate. Like, that was something I did specifically so um, you all could uh, operate within a certain space and you wouldn't have to come up with your backstory. Because I feel like just asking you, what's your character's backstory, is really kind of disingenuous to anybody who needs operational standards to be able to actually work within because i feel like your caleb your ability to work within the spaces that i've uh created are some of the best that we've come up with so far i work very good with confines yeah having different standards that are put up to you Mm -hmm. I, i think that works a little better riley i feel like is kind of the opposite i feel like if i offered him an a a standard like if i offered you here is the very vague description of what I've presented. You would be able to come up with things a lot oh, better. A hundred percent. Yeah. Don't confine me. Yeah. I feel like the more I've confined you, the more restricted you feel. All right. I'm I not, definitely I'm, hear something. I, I so hear something I. talking too. Look at your phone. Oh, yeah. It just started playing a YouTube video for no reason. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was. I was really thinking about going in my Gilbert Godfrey voice about not confining you and you playing hard to get with that, but I'm not going to. Jafar. <laughs> oh, wait, no. What was, the, what was the parrot's name? The parrot's name? God. That would require me watching Aladdin past the age of eight. I do not know. What's your know. name? I do not know. Hi, what's your name? I'm Dad. Oh no. Hi, this is Elf. What's your favorite color? Yes. Christmas. Oh. I haven't seen Elf since I was like 12. Santa! It's, it's, it's a good Will, Will Ferrell movie, as far as Will Ferrell Those movies exist? go. As far as they go, it's a good one. Okay, fair enough. 
I the suppose. only one better is Talladega Nights. I've never seen Talladega Nights. Oh my gosh. So good. Sam. This is a problem for me. I'm and you not know this mad. Right? I'm just disappointed. So I saw ads for Talladega Nights on the DVDs we had. And my parents <laughs> would never let me watch it. Well, it's, it's R-rated. It's not kid-friendly. That's fair, I suppose. <laughs> it's like kids. This machete would be great. <laughs> just don't kill each other. Or however he went with the... Uh, what? He, he was doing commercials in the movie. Like, different like Wayne's World? We would never fall to sponsorship, sponsored by Doritos. <laughs> Pretty much. I love Wayne's Well, he's a, he's a race car driver, so it was like part of the movie was him doing promos for, oh, for, for his sponsors. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. Guys, go watch Talladega Nights if you're over the age of 17. Talladega, always raised up the whiskey. I really like that song. So you'd like Talladega Nights then? It's set, it's set in stone. It's, it's an Eric Church song, just ha- as a movie. It has to be done. Yeah. Full circle or no circle. Uh, Riley, you know Full the, circle or no you circle. You know this is a constant problem with me, the amount of movies that I've just not seen. But Sam, if I don't push you to watch more movies, you want What's the other more? one that you've been telling me to watch forever? Hitched. Hitch. Just Hitch with Will S- Oh, sorry. Will Smith. You know, besides Suicide Squad, the only Will Smith movie I've ever actually seen is I Am Legend, which is also such you, a good so movie. So you've never but. seen Men in Black? Nope. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, ah. Uh. Never seen Jurassic Park. That is Will Smith Will in Jurassic Park? No. Okay, okay, it's okay. another like classic movie <laughs> of the same era. Yeah, I was confused. like, what did I miss? Did he play the voice of the T-Rex or something? No, he played the voice of Jeff Goldblum. I don't Life remember. I don't remember Jacob Hosler being in. <laughs> you don't remember what? I don't remember Jason, Jacob Hosler being in that movie. <laughs> One of our friends has been told multiple times that he looks like Jeff Goldblum. He does. Vaguely. Vaguely. He's only been told that by people who are intoxicated. Including, who said that? Including himself. Uh, it was Taylor. Fantastic. Um. Anyway. Uh, do you guys really have anything else to say about D&D? Just kind of getting into it? What do you suggest for everybody getting into if it's something they're kind of interested in? It's not as nerdy as you think, and it's a lot nerdier than you think. It is both of those things. Yes. Like, I, it, it doesn't require you a to vast amount of nerdiness or nerd knowledge to play. But once you start playing, you will become... <laughs> if you're into it. There are I, people I would who, say there's a lot of people who... I feel like if you get caught in the hook of wanting to play D&D, it'll definitely suck you in. But you don't have to be an obsessive person to enjoy it. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if you enjoy if you if you're naturally sucked into wanting to play the game, yeah. It will definitely pull you under. I feel like my initial impression of D&D and the reason I didn't get into it for so many years, maybe we can talk about a different why I didn't get into it for so many years a little bit, um, was because it was always kind of seen as like the last bastion of nerddom. Like, I think Waylon might be getting in the toilet. Now Riley's going to get in the toilet. Uh, but I always viewed it as um, that last bastion of nerddom, like... Like, you are a super nerd pushed into a level that you will never recover from he's if, you play, on something. if you play Dungeons & Dragons. Riley, he's chewing on something. Um, but honestly, once I started to... He has a solid in his mouth. Get, okay, this is... 
We have, a, we have a dog chewing on something that he's probably not supposed to be chewing on something. Sorry for the interruption, but we don't want him to choke and die. This interruption is brought to you by Movement Watches. MVMT. MVNT? You're just taking after a group. Move MVMNT. It's MVMT. MVMT. Isn't that that thing that Joe Rogan keeps going on about, or is that DMT? <laughs> <laughs> Both, probably. We're At one point, probably. Yeah, we're talking about the BMV. I hate that place. You got to push and get a number, and then you got to wait. One time, I pushed and got a number, but someone else had pushed and got a number, and then didn't put their ticket anywhere. They just set it next to the ticket machine and left. So there was a ticket number that was just sitting next to the machine, and I pushed the ticket number, and I got another ticket, and then they called that ticket that was sitting next to the machine, and they were like, come on, come on, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Come on. And there was no one there because the ticket was sitting next to the machine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan with how much money they take from me every year. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Guys, can we agree that you already paid taxes on the vehicle once when it was sold new, so you shouldn't have to pay taxes on it again after it was bought again, and then again after it was bought again, and then again after it was sold again, and then gas tax on gas, and then, you know. <sighs> taxes for roads and this states and all that shit. Idiot State Pizza is not a political podcast. It's not. It's just against taxation. That's excessive. <laughs> I feel like that's fair. You can't drive on the king's roads without without proper documentation anyway that's what my dad always said about hunting licenses you can't hunt the king's deer <laughs> um why is that cord moving that's his tail okay yeah it's just a it's a puppy tail anyway um so getting back on track to what i was saying like i always felt like it was the ba last bastion of nerddom he's gonna take out your headphones oh, no, so I quick him. i got him i got him uh the last bastion of nerddom. Um, oh, look at him! But He's when so you actually cool. get into it, and especially as a as a DM, how much work goes into it behind the scenes just to like write a story? Um, By the way, I'm totally down for helping create a story, of some sort of campaign point or side quest or whatever for every single spot on that map you gave us. It depends on if we actually like some of them we'll get to partly through the podcast and some of them we won't. Or I'd just be down to make up any kind of scenario we can right. look into anywhere. Yeah. And um, then act dumb when we get there. It is it is a lot of work to build that sort of thing up and it, it, it I find the work really satisfying personally. Um just being able to build those things into uh something that other people will enjoy it is li literally less about the nerdy fantasy magic sort of stuff with the orcs and dragonborn and uh, all this other things and it's more about how can i tell a bit more of an interesting story to everybody um you know i i i like role-playing games for that in general like there's star wars based ones there's like sci-fi based ones ours is kind of a mix between fantasy and sci-fi um Fi-Fi. Yeah, Fi-Fi. Order it now on where, HBO Max. Where do you Max. mix in the steampunk at? Because it definitely needs to happen. There's a steampunk one. Um, what is it called? <laughs> Cannot remember for the life of me. But there's a steampunk-based one. Some people... D&D uh, itself, once you get into some of the more, like, extra content, there's a lot of steampunk-based, like, technologies. Like, constructs run on Steam, typically. Um... Well, the only reason I say that, I mean, you saw my Snapchat earlier today. Earlier today. Oh, yeah, with I the didn't. water pipe. Oh, well, that's the Steam line. He was working on Steam. I worked for 10 hours. And he worked so. for Gabe Newell. Who? who? Uh, the creator of Steam, the downloading engine for oh. PC games. Yes. 
I'm not that smart. I just play with with. That's fair. With That's knobs fair. and dials and. So all that another stuff. thing. Uh, you know, just a funny little ad hoc about Dungeons and Dragons. There was a big reason why I didn't get into it for as many years as I did was because of the way that I was raised. Um, and in a lot of the churches that I went to, it was very apparent that D&D was, quote unquote, evil and full of drugs and, you know, like uh, evil magic that was of the devil and like Latin Absolutely. and ca- curses Absolutely. and all that. Um, but really it. It really all depends how much you want to get into that sort of stuff. And even when you do, it isn't as dark as all that. Like, it's clearly, yeah. it's also clearly very. down to that it's just a game. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's clearly very gamified and just to tell a story. And I understand for certain age ranges, it's the type of thing that could become too formative for things that are obsessed over. For sure. Like you probably shouldn't be playing it unrestricted at maybe 10 years old but like stranger things yeah 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 like like that's a little young. that's like 12 yeah they were 12 or 13 but like you should you should have a grasp on reality prior to playing anything that's excessively fantasy i think sure that that but takes, it, i mean outside like, of that D is like not being yourself for a couple hours yeah yeah it, it definitely is like you you need to think in the in the realm of being a different character yeah um, I will say nothing brought me more joy than when, when I was up at uh, scout camp one time. We were up there for like woodcutters weekend, so we go up every like twice a year to go cut wood or mm-hmm. firewood for camp all year long. And during lunch, this troop, which is a group of a group of guys from a certain area that all meet every week, they were playing D and D at lunch, like had the board out and, and their sheets and everything. Wow, like it was awesome. That's another thing about D&D that's, that's um, an interesting thing is you don't need to be as dedicated as you think you need to be. Like, I think there's a kind of a built-up expectation from certain purists of the game that are like, well, you need to read the entire player's handbook before you start playing and you need to have, like, your character's backstory before you start in the campaign and, I've not read and know all the rules. Of either one of those. I have read very little of the player's handbook. I have learned most of the... Uh, most of it... I, and I don't even own the Dungeons Master's Handbook. I don't. I don't. It's not even something I needed. Like I've I've listened to and I learned most of it through podcasts and the other stuff I've just looked up. Um, you know, you you don't need to be as dedicated. Like you don't even really need character sheets. You can get them online or you can just use paper. Like you could come up with your own system fairly easily. Like there's um. So what's a part? I'm just curious. What's a part of the Dungeon Master's book? So there's a lot of useful stuff in there. So my sister was telling me about my sister hosts like three or four games a week. She's definitely into it way more than I am. Um, but uh, there's like random magic tables. Like if you ever need to come up with a random object that somebody's going to find as loot, you can use these tables that are in the Dungeons Master's Handbook to, you know, come up with some loot for people to find or like how to do costs at uh, towns. Like how much does a, a night at a tavern cost or excuse me, things like that. Um, a lot of the Dungeons Masters hint book is really rules heavy, which we do not play rules heavy. That's another great thing about it is because there's no, you know, because it's not like a video game 
where there's set parameters that the game throws at you. You can change the rules as much as you want to and make it as rules light or as rules heavy as you want. Like, I've played with people that really like rules heavy, and then I've also played with people like we're doing right now, which is way more story heavy. Like, we're trying to tell a story. I don't care where you spent the night, really. I don't care if you paid for it. I care about the bigger overarching story. Like, if you were to watch our, our campaign as a movie... Who cares where you spent the night? Who cares if you went to the bar? It'd be or not? cool to do like a visual a visualization of the campaign we've done so far. Uh, it would be as our characters. It would be very difficult. I know, I know. I'm just saying it'd be cool. It would be cool. I I think visualization in D and D is something that's really lacking. Like you have like the official stuff, and then you have like fan art. But overall, the the specific process of creating visualization for D is very lacking i would love to see a program that helps you visualize things a little better like a 3d program where you could put things together that'd be kind of nifty yeah and i mean there's people who do it for their stories if they have those particular talents but i'm n- not a designer nor animator. They have a particular set of skills like liam neeson should i put him in our campaign yes as he should, he should be someone in, in the town who should I make? Like, should I? Which Liam Neeson? Qui Gon Jinn? I thought we were thinking yes. Taken based on that, but I was too. But Qui Gon Jinn would Qui-Gon be Jinn way would more work. badass and like. What about uh, the guy from Batman? Uh, which guy from which one? Batman? How's that cool? Oh, oh, the, we're still thinking uh, 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 Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. I just found I just found a Qui Gon Jinn Phantom Menace, Menace Lego head in my collection. I have many of them in my Legos at home. Phantom Menace, Qui-Gon Jinns. Yes, beautiful. I had those Jedi Defender sets. I had like six of them. Beautiful. Because they were like three bucks at Walmart. Yes. It'd be yeah. cool if you came across a small temple in the middle of the woods in D&D. Well, I'm talking that like the 1999 Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh, interesting. But instead of yeah, lightsab- that's what I have. But instead of lightsabers, they didn't sell 1999 they had, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn when you were in, going to Walmart. Where did I get them? You were like three when 1999 Qui-Gon Jinn Qui- Qui- came out. Um, I'm trying to think how I ended up with them. Anyway, it's not really important to the topic we're talking about. Um, That's fair. Another thing, but like, it's Lego, so it's kind of important, but continue. I, I do want to talk a little bit more about, like, you, you really don't need to have all the stuff to play indeed to play D&D. Like, you can just come in with a concept that you're like, I think this would be a cool character, and then... Just have um, a pen and paper and a basic... Yeah, yeah, and like I said, you can get the character sheets, like the official ones, online for free. There's a ton of people with Google Docs and stuff. There's an app for that. Yeah, and I run the entire campaign off of an app that's completely free. Um, It's called um, 5e Companion app. Correct. There's also off of D and D D and D Beyond. D and D Beyond is the official one, and they do really make it easy. But unfortunately, you have to buy a lot of stuff to get more like subclasses for your characters. But just like come with a concept and like. You don't have to get into the whole miniatures. You could use literally minifigures if you wanted to. You could use, like, you don't even need to do that whole visual- visualization of battle either. Like, that's not a yeah. necessary part of D&D. In fact, most of the podcasts don't even do that. Um, and then there's, like, the opposite end of that. Like, I've seen people put LCD screens in tables. And then they have a specific program that, like, lights up stuff as the characters move. And, like, it shows the range that you can see with light and things like that. But it's, it's really cool. Like, you can get as into it as you want to. Or you can spend absolutely no money. I think, actually, weirdly enough, for as dedicated as I am to D&D right now, it is one of my least spent money on hobbies in yeah. a long, long time. 
And there's plenty of resources out there. 12,000 different YouTube channels on it. And find people that you like. I don't like watch do any it. of them. Yeah. But if you like YouTube, then you want to get into D&D. Yeah. They're there. I mean, they're there are there. tons of channels. There's plenty of podcasts out there for you, too, mm-hmm. that at least will give you like an idea of what a campaign would look like or what would telling a story in this way look like. Um, I listen to, you know, like two or three different podcasts that are Dungeons and Dragons and then one's a Star Wars based one in a very similar light. That's a lot of fun. Nice. So what are you staring at? I don't know. I'm just looking off into the void, man. That's all conspiracy, man. No, we have that episode already. No, that's a Cars reference. You did what in your cup? You did what in your cup? So anyway, that's that's pretty much what I think we have to say about Dungeons and Dragons. Get into it. It's a lot of fun. I will say, I will make this caveat. It is going to be a time sink. It will take up some of your time, especially if you're the DM. But if you take yourself really seriously as a character, it will also take up a lot of your time. That's a couple hours a week. I think we play like, yeah, anywhere between two to four hours a week. But I, I also, it's... For if that's if it's two to four hours for you guys, it's four to eight for me. True, true. I put in a lot of work over the week as as a dungeon master. That is, I will say to players looking out there, um, consider going to a D and D shop for your first couple of games. I know it costs money, but it's better to just get like an idea, and also it's a lot easier to find a dungeon master. Like that is the hard thing with D and D. Is finding somebody to lead a game or getting in on somebody's game, especially if they're already, you know, into a two-year campaign, and then you hop in in the middle of it. It's going to be very difficult to incorporate your character properly. And the like, you know, if they're playing the game right, you should be starting at level one, and everybody's a level fifteen. Like, you're just going to get murked immediately, and then it's no fun. Um, obviously, if a DM is good and he wants to keep you in the campaign, he'll do some work to help you out with that sort of thing. But yeah. it can be a bit of a uh, exclusive community at times yeah so so y'all so there we go i think that's pretty much all we have to say on D. &D. um i know in the very near future we want i at least i want to start talking about um what were our favorite things for the year what are our new year's resolutions i think that should be next week's i think that should be next week's because i think uh this podcast will go out the week before christmas or the week of Christmas. And I'll then say this is the week before Christmas. The, the week of best. Christmas. Which is next week. Correct. Christmas. Is when this one will Christmas go out. This is on a Saturday. So the next Saturday. podcast we do will be our kind of yearly recap. Dang. And also I will kind of want to wait on that one because I want to watch Spider-Man No Way Home. Before That's going to be expensive. What? Watching that movie? Yeah. I thought that was like only an exclusive theater. It comes out yesterday. Oh. I don't know. I think I'm almost certain it came out yesterday, but I want to watch that before the end of the year so I can fit it in my yearly favorite recaps. Things. Well, Spider-Man your, is your one of my favorite, favorite thing of the things. whole year. Let me know, bro. Mm, my favorite thing for the whole year was probably the Midwest trip. That's fair. Is it still unconfirmed if Tobey Maguire's in there? Yeah. How um, is it still unconfirmed? Well, okay. Um, I don't think it's not un. I, I don't know. I'm going to look it up real quick. It's so hard to tell because there's so many things that are fan-based and so many things that are speculation and only a few things that are actually canon. Why did it give it to me? Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, no, it doesn't. It comes out the 17th, so this Friday. <laughs> it comes out on Friday. Y'all, 
Yo, we gotta go watch Spider Man. We go watch Spider Man. We go, go watch Spider Man. Spider Man would be I dope. Can't, I can't this Friday. Okay. Well, well I can't this Friday either. We can go watch on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I can. I can do. Next I know week. we've already talked about Spider Man, but just mm. Spider Man in the Spider Verse. Spider Man hits his G spot. What? Hold on a second. <laughs> that sounds like something I would find online. Just like my thumb. <laughs> Oh my god. Alright. Guys, I'll practice that for you. So, I yeah, I think what we're gonna do is kind of do a yearly recap. Um, maybe we should come up with, like, we don't have to listen to the whole thing and do, like, a recap like we did last week, but, like, come up with a couple songs, come up with a couple movies. Um, one song. One, one song. Movie. One movie. And then we'll come up with a one couple other topics. not miss your chance to blow this opportunity. It comes, comes once, once in a, a lifetime. lifetime. Yo, Yo, it's mom's spaghetti all over his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, but on the surface he looks like spaghetti to drop spaghetti, spaghetti. all over his spaghetti. Spaghetti. Um, okay, so yeah, we're just gonna go ahead and leave it there, everybody. I think. Um, thank you all. Wicka wicka outro. Thank you all for listening. I was working on it, Caleb. I know. You guys cut me off every links, time. I was cutting you off as a transition. Ah, <laughs> Big brain move. Two hundred IQ. Nice. Uh, this has been ADHD Pizza. Uh, we uh, would like to thank the. Uh, uh, printer friendly guys for letting us use their song evergreen especially our friend josh um you can find me at mopsky on instagram you can find caleb at your meme is so fat with a ph on instagram and you can find riley at underscore batch underscore 98 absolutely on instagram you can find adhd pizza on many different socials you can find us on instagram and facebook at adhd pizza pod you can find us on youtube at adhd eats a podcast and you can find us on tiktok even though we haven't uploaded anything yet but we're working on it, it was the last time we uploaded to youtube and soon. i upload to youtube every week now and soon do? We'll yeah be- i just post the audio oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Soon we'll be releasing a Spotify and maybe YouTube music list of all the songs we review. Correct? That will be coming out with this last week's podcast. All right. Cool, oh, cool, nice. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that will be... Um, we also need to work on... I can probably work on it uh, tomorrow sometime. Um, we're going to work on getting a super list of all the songs that we've talked about on the podcast into a playlist that you can just go back and listen to. That is a um, long list. It's already 20 songs long. Well, plus all the other ones, the extra ones we listened to when we first went through songs. No, it's 20 songs altogether. Because we each came up with three, so nine. And then we came up with ten. And then Evergreen would be 20. Yeah. But think about all the other different songs we mentioned while we were going through the songs. Oh, no, no, no. It'll be the ones when we do the song episodes. Well, you said all the songs we mentioned. All the songs we've mentioned forever. You know who else has songs that he mentioned in specifically to a U2 album that he forced on our iPhones in 2012? Steve Jobs as a Disney Disney princess. princess. That's correct, sir. Nice. This has been ADHD Pizza. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 That felt wrong. You feel wrong. Bye. Bye.